welcome to Bike Talk with Dave. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'm glad you're able to join me in these conversations with incredible people doing incredible things. I've got a bit of a throwback show for you today. One of the reasons I started this little podcast is because I like to listen to myself talk. Or not, to be honest, that's actually the hardest part. But... The real reason is because I've already talked to so many people about their lives, journeys, and experiences. I just had to get the audio off my hard drive and out for the world to enjoy. Today is such an episode. Courtney McFadden, a recently retired cyclocross professional, spent 10 days chasing the Cyclocross World Cup circus across the Midwest from Waterloo, Wisconsin to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then back to Iowa City, Iowa, with me covering the races for Cyclocross Magazine. It was exhausting, but it was fun. While we were in Iowa City, we were able to carve out some time to talk with a few of the domestic pros. Then defending national champion Gage Hecht and U23 national road champ Lance Haydet and one of the biggest smiles in the peloton and U.S. cyclocross silver medalist, Becca Ferringer. I am going to kick off with Lance Haydet, who joined Justin and Corey Williams' Legion cycling team after winning the U23 national road race in 2019. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Lance at his team camp at Jingle Cross in the parking lot last October. Got your shirt all straight there. Pretty straight, I feel like. Good enough. Looks very good. It's an old one, but that's okay. It looks good on you. Uh, Lance, how you doing today? Doing well. Just, Not- uh, yeah, got out on course, checked out the World Cup course for tomorrow, and uh, yeah, it's looking good. Ready to rock and roll? Ready to rock and roll. You feeling good? Yeah, I feel good. Um, definitely a little, little tired after a hard race on Wednesday and travel, and I, I raced yet last night just to blow the travel out of the leg so a little tired but there's uh, plenty of time to recover before how has this week so. been for you guys i mean it's tough for us and yeah we're not riding our bikes <laughs> it's uh it's kind of hectic it um i mean just getting i definitely went into wisconsin assuming it was going to be a tough week with a lot of yeah i mean travel and racing and pre-rides and getting this bike ready building this bike it's like it's just non-stop kind of work but um yeah i mean i think everyone has to deal with the same thing so it's a pretty pretty equal playing field in that sense and uh yeah unfortunately i kind of went with the hoping flying would be a good option this week and it was not everything was delayed with like thunderstorms and um, and uh yeah going through chicago was a little gnarly this week i guess but um yeah we're here good to go and uh yeah, all I can do is get on the starting line and get it tomorrow. Rock on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so how has uh, how has your 2021 been after a weird 2020? It's good, uh, it's good been, to get back to it. Yeah, it's really good to get back into it. Um, I mean, 2020 for me was, it was, I mean, a bummer that there was no racing, but kind of a blessing in disguise as well, because it was my like junior year of college and really really a lot of classes so 
Um, it sucked that they were online, but at least I was able to focus on that and not have to travel for racing and try to balance all the all the craziness that is. But um, yeah, so I mean, obviously missing racing and glad to be back. And uh, this year racing with Legion, I mean, we had the opportunity to do a bunch of awesome stuff on the road and I got to race some gravel races and now racing cyclocross so it's uh it's good yeah I wanted to ask about Legion like mm -hmm. that uh it's kind of at the heart of it basically I mean start out as a crit team right yeah, for sure for sure um and here you are racing cross and gravel and and uh everything in between so tell me about Legion like what's the where's it coming from what's mm -hmm. the goal what's your role there yeah totally so I mean Basically, my kind of background getting connected with Justin and Corey and racing for Legion in the first place was uh, 2019, like, won U23 Road Nationals and was looking to do more road stuff in, in 2020. And um, there just wasn't a lot of teams out there. And I was still, I mean, I still am in school, but was in school at the time and didn't want to, like moved to Europe over the summer and raced for some team over there or anything. And yeah, domestically, there just, there wasn't a lot. And I was aging out of Avolo. Um, so yeah, got connected with Justin and Corey through my now roommate, Chris Blevins. And um, yeah, and then it just went from there. And we were planning on racing more stage racing and cross, or stage racing and road racing than they were in 2019. They were pretty much a crit team only. Um, so I was stoked on that and then through 2020 and early 2021 like just made it clear that I like racing my bike no matter if it's on road off road mountain bikes gravel cross um, and uh, yeah I mean the team is stoked on that and super supportive and my my role is obviously a road racer and supporting the team in that sense during the spring and summer and then they give me free reins to race in the fall, which is, um, yeah, the, the program I, in an ideal world, would love to have, and I have it, so it's, it's uh, awesome. Would you describe yourself as Justin's key lead-out man? <laughs> no, I, I am a part of the key lead-out, but I'd say there's, there's a couple guys on the team who are, they're phenomenal, yeah, and I mean, they're, they're so strong and so dialed, and, and, I mean, I, I find myself pretty good in most situations with the lead out, but I just, I don't know, especially if it's like just raw power, I kind of, I'm a smaller guy. So it's, um, if it's punchy, if it's climby, I'm, I'm really good at that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, our team is so stacked. It's any, any guy in that lead out could do a last lap pull if need be. So it's, it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So what's your future? Do you anticipate focusing in one area or another in the future or are you enjoying this yeah uh, pick up a different bike every every weekend i i definitely enjoy it um i mean i just i like uh yeah changing up a little bit i mean there was a while where i was like very road race during the summer and then cross bike during the winter and like never yeah like once i swapped to one bike it was that bike only until the end of the season and then i would make the transition where i don't know i mean i just like i like riding different bikes different surfaces and it kind of challenges both like your body and your 
mental side as well, just to be able to adjust to that really quickly. Because there was there was a period of time where like I couldn't swap from road shoes to mountain shoes without having knee issues or doing something crazy or being not knowing what was going on with my position and being super uncomfortable. But now like kind of forcing myself to go from one bike to the other all the time. I mean, your uh, your body's pretty good at adapting if you force it to adapt. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if there if there are opportunities in the future where I do have to focus on one discipline or another, I mean, I would definitely be interested to the, into doing that. But I don't know. I mean, with I've got a year left in school, and uh, focusing on that, and then focusing on racing and keeping the team happy and doing what I can to get people stoked on racing all kinds of bikes. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to be the face of the road bike or face across. It's just if if I can help people be excited and think that I can race a bunch of different disciplines if I want to, go for it. Yeah. Dig it. So. Uh, couple more questions. What are you so, studying? Uh, mechanical engineering. Oh, where at? Yeah. Uh, Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Nice. It's a good major. Yeah. It's not, sure. it's not too shabby. It's, uh, it's challenging. It's taken me a while, but I don't know. It was, it was always a goal of mine and I'm so close now that just gotta just gotta get it done very cool well i want to talk about your dad yes do it uh i asked you uh first of all i asked him when did when did you pass him okay. do you remember when you were fast when you got faster than dad um i don't know i would say probably like 16 years old i started to get well when you're young you're super snappy and I could like, I could put him on the rivet when I was 16, like on a cross course where it was super punchy or, or uh, really steep climbs or something like that. But he always had way more power and diesel than I did um, until probably, I bet it was 17, 18 that, that it was like, I could, I could ride him off my wheel. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> anyway, much what yeah. he said. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that must have been a date in his head that he remembered. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what he yeah. said. But dude, I mean, my dad, my dad is BA. He, uh, I mean, basically on the podium every every race he's done this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, we still train together a couple days a week for sure. Typically, <laughs> typically I ride the gravel bike with gravel tires, and he rides the road bike, and it it works out perfectly. Yeah. It's good. That's very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, being able to travel with him and do all these races. I mean, the fact that he's he's stoked on it and has the flexibility to do that with work and stuff is is awesome, and it helps me out a ton as well. Is he good uh, good in the pits? He's good in the pits. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it's kind of cool because we're both like we're both trying to race, obviously, and I help him out in the morning, and then I kind of I mean, I definitely. He helps me out more than I help him, but the, how we can help out each other is, is pretty neat. And uh, yeah, we, we make it work. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, listen, good luck tomorrow. Good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm sure uh, we'll be seeing you uh, on a podium near you. I, I hope so, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. While they're out on the course, cyclists are fierce competitors, but off the bike, they often become great friends. Courtney McFadden and Becca Ferringer had many great battles out on the muddy cross courses of the world. But when the two get together, you can feel that their friendship runs deep. Courtney spent a few minutes with Becca asking about her season 
and about how the year of COVID went, as Becca was one of the few who made the jump across the pond to race in the World Cup cross races of 2020. All right, we've got Becca Berenger here with the Kona Maxis Shimano team. Yay, go team! <laughs> um, so, Becca, how have things been going so far this season? Oh, wow, there's a throwback. <laughs> it's a heavy hitter yeah. now. <laughs> um, the first race out of the gate was great, and then I got a concussion, so not as well since then, sort of battling with the uh, brain fog, fatigue, lack of training. Uh, lack of sleep, but I am looking on the positive side now, so it's starting to go better. That's good. Positivity, it's amazing what it can, it can do for everything, right? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you raced Friday night, right? Yeah. How do you feel like that race was? It was good. I feel like there were a couple top hitters. Uh, my usual section of the race sat the race out, and then there, were, there was a big chase group, so I was sort of dangling in between the leaders and the chase group, and it let me kind of ride my own race and yeah. feel some comfort and fun on the bike. That's good. Yeah. I thought you looked really good when yeah. I was watching the course. I was like, this is this is good. Yeah, this is like, bicycle pedaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. I think it, I think Sunday's going to go well. I yeah. think today will go well for you. You look good Friday. Um, so, how... How was the past? You know, we didn't have racing last year. Well, no, wait, you raced. Yep. Um, Thanks for remembering. I was so interviewed fun. earlier, and they were like, how is it having a year off? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I see you're a fan of cyclocross. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I do remember. Um, how was that COVID year for you? Within, you know, from the start and then to the end. It started out hard, and it got harder. I also got a concussion the second week of the, that one. Totally my fault. I drove into a hole. Um, yeah, and just being kind of alone without a team in Belgium, very isolated. It seemed everyone else was fit as a fiddle, and just dealing with everything COVID-related, all the stresses and anxieties of the year uh, didn't leave me at my physical best. Yeah. But when you ride your bike slower, it's easier to drive it sometimes, so I think I gained some skills there. There you go. That's a positive. There's seeking the positive in that. Um, what, what made you want to go race over in Europe last year? I... 30-something years old. If I take a year off, I'm taking the rest of my life off. <laughs> like, I have nothing but inertia. So. Yeah. So you're just kind of riding the wave. You're like, there's racing. Yeah. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. I'm going to maintain it. Yeah. And and it's hard. I think a lot of people from the outside watching in don't understand the stressors that the North Americans were put through, one, to get over there. Oh, yeah. And um, and then once you're there, like, for one, I know you have experience racing in Europe, but was this the longest trip you've had there? Yeah, I, your Americans are only allowed to be in that area for 90 days within 180 days. And I had to get an extension through the consulate and I was there for like 110 days. Okay. Consecutive. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. I think when a lot of people don't really realize how hard it is to be away from home, you're sleeping in a foreign bed. It's not, you don't have the You comforts. don't have your people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's and there was, there was a nine-hour time difference from where I was living in my home to yeah. where I was. So that meant oh, I waited me, I until it. people woke up. <laughs> and then they woke up, and I was like, cool, I'm going to bed. Talk to you never. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. No, that's how every time I ever went to Europe, it was that. The nine hours. Also, that's another thing. I think going over to Europe from the West Coast is really difficult. Did you? Because you're... You're used to going from the East Coast. How yeah. was that transition? Because that was the first time yeah. you got from the West Coast. I mean, luckily it was, it was the only travel of the year. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't need to okay. contend with traveling while I was recovering from a race right. or thinking about getting there really 
you know, like close to a race and being recovered. I could have gotten there, taken a week off because I was being there for so long. It's like, I'm not recovered yet. Yeah. But instead, I raced while I was very jet lagged. My heart rate spikes to 190, but I was just pedaling easy. And it I feels terrible, was the first it? time I was ever the last person on the lead lap. And I was like, I feel like Gary Werner. <laughs> I understand him now. Yeah, it's that nine hours is no joke compared to six. Yeah, and then it's that time of year where it's dark more often than it's light, and uh, my clock didn't reset. And I was a cent. I was nine hours off, but I was like twelve hours off in my time. I thought I woke up at seven a.m., but it was like seven p.m. And I was like awake drinking coffee, but it was dark out. It was so confusing. You didn't know what was happening. All right, so that's nice to put that behind us, and we're kind of still dealing with COVID stuff, but we're able to race, and that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck today, and thanks for chatting. Thanks for chatting with me, Bernice. If you listened to my conversation with Stephen Hyde in my first episode, you heard him refer to the culture of cross as a very approachable and accessible sport. One of the reasons is people like Gage Hecht. Gage won the Cyclocross National Championships in 2019, yet remains as friendly and kind as ever. I sat down with him in the parking lot during Jingle Cross, and we talked about his past year, a year that he chose to refrain from racing while the world figured out how to deal with COVID. Uh, hey Gage, how you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Beautiful uh, day, like, Kind of sun, sitting out here in the sun, enjoying oh, yeah. the warm weather. Uh, obviously, maybe not obviously, but you're not racing today. Mm-hmm. Not, you are or not? No, 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 I'm not. Yeah. Taking the day off. Ready trying, for tomorrow. Trying to make sure, yeah, we're polished for tomorrow. So. Uh, dude, uh, Fayetteville. Yeah. You killed that was, it. That was, that was a nice day. I'm not sure I'm not sure I pulled that one off, but that was pretty amazing. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Well, you should be. Uh, you kind of just kept picking people off and making your way through. What was the key to Fayetteville? I think it was just like, it was just recovery cycles the entire way through. So you'd hit that hill really hard. And it was pretty similar to like, well, well the texture wasn't similar to like a road hill, but it was uh, like the power, the effort level was about similar to a road effort where you're, you're not full sprint, but you're pretty sustained, like on the gas all the way up for this minute long climb. Um, and then it's just kind of like a threshold effort across the top. and that descent really gave you a chance to really breathe and try to reset everything on the way down so I felt like that set me up or that fit me pretty well and just like I kept doing that over and over again and uh, make make the group going over the top of the hill sit in the rest of the lap and then try to sprint to the front on the downhill so you hit it and ready to go to the next group so I've heard it described cyclocross described as uh, kind of getting micro recoveries it yeah. sounds like that was your yeah just really short periods where you can try to drop the heart rate as best you can to get better handling but also just to like allow the body just to reset and be ready for the next next set so the the best u.s result in a world cup in a long long time yeah yeah that's it was kind of crazy it hit me yesterday when i was or yeah i think yesterday when we were coming out maybe two days ago saturday now i don't have any idea what day it is uh, (laughs) when i was when i was coming out here uh after the race um I saw I saw somebody post about that was like that that fact that it was the best in a while. So it was really cool. It's I'm I'm kind of stunned honestly the, the fact that I was I was able to do that. So uh, hopefully uh, hopefully I can do that sometime again in the future. We'll see we'll see what happens. I know it's pretty cool to be able to do that on the mudder with the Belgians. I know that's pretty 
pretty special thing to do. So it'll, it'll be a memorable race for me for sure. It will for all of us. It yeah. was a it was a memorable day for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. So let me ask you how uh, the last year has been. Certainly a challenging year, and I know you didn't uh, um, head over to Europe last year. You kind of took uh, some time away from. I mean, we all did. We took time away from reality, I suppose. But yeah. uh, how'd you manage COVID? Like, uh, what was it like when it first kind of showed up? And yeah, and it was it was tough. I think when it first kind of showed up, I was actually a little excited just because. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm bummed to miss racing, but uh, there's always. It seems like I never have a gap in racing other than like a few blocks here and there between seasons. So it's actually kind of nice to like, oh, no, I can kind of keep training, but also like have some time at home to like do stuff and uh, not really hang out with friends, but like contact people I wouldn't normally contact over the phone or uh, take care of just home stuff, which is really good. Um, but like that drug on for a lot longer than I had hoped it would. and. Um, over the summer, kind of, we started realizing that we weren't going to race again for a while, um, and uh, I ended up getting COVID right around then in the summer, and it took me a really long time to kind of dig myself out of that hole. Uh, I think it was like really October after that June I had got COVID. It was like it was that long before I really started feeling like I could push myself a little bit again, and I still wasn't ready to push myself when Worlds came around, and that's why we decided not to do it. Uh, anything at that point um, so yeah it, it, it was a long long season of trying to figure out what I was gonna do because there's like a while and there was like did I permanently damage something or what so yeah there's a lot of questions I think I, it forced, forced me to rely on faith a lot and I realize I put everything to perspective like the cycling thing is just well it's a hobby that is with I'd like to be a job it's still a hobby and I enjoy doing it but if it goes away it's like that's okay uh, so yeah, now we're back out here and I'm excited to be here, but I think uh, realizing it's more of a, a gift than a, 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 a right or anything like that to be out racing. So a lot more uh, thankful for everything that's out here. Uh, that's a great attitude and uh, kind of crazy how it kind of takes a hit to get you to appreciate the gifts that, that we do have, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We've, I've had a couple wake-up calls like that over the past few years with my head injury. Uh, two years ago, and then uh, COVID. So, yeah, it's it's been. Uh, I've had a good chance to put the sport in perspective. And... Um, financially, did you take? Was it a hard, hard year? Were you? I mean, I mean. Uh, so I, Volo is on the on the same structure they've all they've always been on. The riders all get paid the same, um, which is um, it's all right. Um, it's good for a development team and it gets us through. Um, and they've always taken good care of us, so it's not it's not something wrong with that. Um, but I, 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 most of my income in the past has come from prize money, um, so taking racing out was a little weird and seeing how that worked. Luckily, I, I have my parents' house to crash at, and I always live there still, um, so it wasn't a big deal. Brandon, I lived with Brandon Fix for part of it, and he gave me really cheap rent, and uh, I was working DoorDash for periods trying to get myself. First off, just give myself something to feel useful. Like riding a bike without bike racing and saying it's a job is kind of, <laughs> you start to feel kind of crappy about yourself. It's like, am I really benefiting anyone out here? I'm just, yeah. So it was good to do, it was good to do that for a little while and feel like I was actually contributing to society. And um, yeah, and paid off my bills at Brandon's house or my uh, rent there. So yeah, it was, it was good. It was I, I felt like I didn't really struggle too much with that 
Lucky, uh, luckily enough, yeah. Yeah. We've got a good support structure. For that, very so. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, well, as we sit here in the sun, enjoying the rays, are you uh, looking forward to tomorrow? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is. I think this is historically always been one of my favorite races on the U.S. calendar. It's we've got the big hill in it, which is amazing. It's it's just. It's it very, is windy. Yeah, it's a very epic course, especially on American standards. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how it goes tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, pressure's on after, after Wednesday. So we'll see if I can pull anything near that off. But um, yeah, just trying to come into excited again and see, see what I can do again. Throw it down. Throw it down. Cool. Well, it's uh, great to see you. You look great in Stars and Stripes. Thank you. And uh, rock out, brother. Thank you. Have a good one. I can't thank Becca, Lance, Gage, and Courtney enough for sharing their time with us. Each one of them is an incredible human being and athlete. You can follow them all on Instagram. Becca is at GoFar, G-O-F-A-H-R. Lance Haydet is found at Lancey Pants, and that's L-A-N-C-Y underscore P-A-N-T-S. And Gage is... G.C. Hecht. That's at G-C-H-E-C-H-T. And Courtney, Courtney is at Courtney McFadden. C-O-U-R-T-E-N-A-Y-M-C-F-A-D-D-E-N. Write that all down and follow them on the gram. Thanks so much for listening to Bike Talk with Dave. If you dig it, please subscribe. Pass this on to your friends, and if you'd be so kind as to rate and review, that would be awesome. I've got a ton of talks in the can. I've got some awesome ideas. I've got a little project this weekend that will be coming out in the next few weeks. So I hope you continue to tune in, and if you have any ideas of someone you'd like to hear from, message me on the gram at dmabel122. I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Peace.